It's Wednesday night, and I am back. Yes, this is Simcha Cohen Live. First of all, I really want to apologize for the time that I took off to myself, because I really miss being here, and I really miss being on air. But it was one thing after another, and uh, part of the time I was in Eretz Yisrael, and uh, that was that was Me'en Olam Haba. I, I, I couldn't believe I hadn't been in Israel for 12 years. And leaving was so hard. It was it was unbelievable. What what I just want to say is, we have no idea the Mesirut Nefesh of Amenu, of our beautiful, 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 beautiful Jewish people, our Moser Nefesh in Israel. And we see to live in Arzena learning Torah, and see the Chayalim who are really, really in their heart and soul. My wife and I went to Hebron, and I was on my way out, and I had never been to Marat al in my life. It's the first time I went. Whoa. And because I heard, I heard, I was with my, I was with a friend who was driving, and he said, let's just go. So we'll go. Went to, from Kevra Achel, so we went. So I saw a chayal, a young boy, standing there. And I was so overwhelmed. I turned to him and I said, do you even understand what is the hoot you have? He's standing here because of you. People are coming. They're praying by the kever avot. I said, I don't care what you do. You got to walk away feeling like a million dollars because you <coughs> were chosen to have this post, to stand here right outside Maratimachila. Do you know the guy started to cry? He said, you know, people pass me all the time. No one ever said that to me. And I said to myself, how much do we take for granted? How much do we take for granted? And I said to myself, just in general, how much do we take for granted? But here's the Chayal. I don't have to know anything about him. I don't have to know his first name, his last name. I have to know one thing. That when I was inside there, and I was, I was, I was there, I felt safer because he was there. And that's a tremendous, tremendous thing. How much we have to thank so many people and be thankful for so many people and in, 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 in our lives. And that that's that was really a, a sentiment that I had. Okay. But I think that this is a, this is something that we all need to really, really hammer home. We need to hammer home that we have to appreciate everything we have and everybody we have. We have to appreciate the police who take care of us. We have to appreciate the fire department takes care of us. We have to appreciate people that everybody passes by. You know something? There's a fire station right next to my office. And sometimes I pass to go to Micha. And they're either bringing in a fire engine or they're taking out a fire engine. So if I see firemen standing there, I tell them, thank you. So a guy says to me, what are you thinking before? I said, you save, you protect us, you keep us safe. I see a fire engine and I feel that I'm in a safer place. And thank you very much. And you know something? The first time he looked at me, like I was strange. But the second or third time, he says hello to me. 
because he realizes that, that, that we have to be thankful. And we take too much for granted. We take too much for granted. And uh, I think that that's, that's a really, really important thing. I want to hear what people think about this. I think that, you know, everybody's ready to, to look at the negativity. But we take, you know, we take a lot, a lot for granted. We do. What do you say, Nisim? Yes, you know what, uh, <laughs> you know, we are facing now a new government. And yes. And everything election, you know. But we get used to the, and the, unfortunately, to smear people, you know, to get to see not nice things, you know. Yeah. And this is something that I uh, have to change it. Yeah. And Baruch uh, Hashem, we have, so we have somebody online already waiting okay. for talking to you. Oh, hello, you're on the air. Laser Diamond. Oh, Laser, my tzaddik. How are you? Baruch Hashem, thank Hashem. I missed you. It's good to, hear, good to hear your voice. How's everything? Baruch Hashem, everything is okay. Good. Everybody's keeping calm by you? Yeah, why? Ah, just asking. It's good to be calm. What is, so what is the topic? Tonight's topic is, is Hakaras Atayif, taking things for granted and appreciating things. You should appreciate whatever, whatever Hashem gives us. That's uh, number one. A hundred percent. hundred percent. And not, not, everything, what, not everything where everybody does in the world, we have to have, everybody has a different mile on this world. That's right. That's right. A hundred percent. And we have to just, we have to just Smile. go with the flow. Yep. The main thing is to be happy and be happy with every way you do in life. Not that's, everything is so easy. In that's world. right. It's not. It's not. Life was not meant to be easy. Life yeah, doesn't happy. happen. Doesn't happen to you. Things happen for you. Yeah. All right, Laser. It's good All to right, hear your have voice. A great day, Dr. Simcha, Bench. Be well, and I love your good Shabbos messages. You know something. You know something, uh, they, someone, they, I was thinking, I was talking to my mother the other day, and obviously my mother's the wisest person I know in this world. And we're talking about a certain test, something we were waiting about something. And she told me, as she's told me a million times in my life, you know, honey, everything's from Hashem. You have to be, accept everything from Hashem and you can't question so I said, but you know what? I don't question. But the issue is, even if I know everything's from Hashem, not everything do I like. Not everything is something I want. Knowing that it's from Hashem doesn't mean that it's something that I want. So we had so she said, the trick is to want what Hashem wants. Yeah. That's the hard part. To want what Hashem wants, even though it's a terrible test, it's a hard test, but if that's what Hashem wants, that's what I want. And it's very hard. It's very hard. Yeah. But but that that's that's really yeah. that's really the key. The key is you have to want what Hashem wants and realize that you know what? I want what's right for me. The key to to understand what I look at is that everything that happened to us even what think it's bad for us, it's good for us. And, you know, I know that, you know, sometimes you go and you get like a painful, some, you know, slap in the face. You know, got something like this. It's painful, but we have to understand this is like something that is good for us. It's, we, I see it like this. When you see your kids running to the street, uh, two years old kids, running to the street, you know, cr- trying to cross the street, you know, a lot of cars. What are you doing? Grab him and give him a 
patch in a tuchus, yeah? Right. And it's painful for him, but is it? And I see this is exactly what, what I see in my life every time that I see, every and I see, time. I call letova. But it's see, no such a sin. But for it's, me, I know, I think that there's knowing it and feeling it are two things. And feeling it is, is not so easy. Knowing it, but am I happy when it happens? It's not so easy. It, it's very hard to be happy when something hurt happens. I think that that's, that's a, a very big test. I think it's a very big test. Well, our call-in numbers are 718-683-5858. And uh, our text is uh, 347-927-8398. Yes? <laughs> Can we have a call? Hello, you're on the air. Hi, you're on the air. Me? Yeah, hi. How you doing? Good, Rochem. What's going on? Nothing. Really? Nothing really? Okay. I'm sure you had a reason for calling. Give me share share me some wisdom. Oh, I'm to say that I I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't catch that. That that you're I, I it wasn't clear to me. That what's in this is in this week's partial. Really? How so? Right, that that's true. That's true. But what? But Moshe Rabbeinu, but because Hakarasa Taiv is in this parsha, that's true. Hakarasa Taiv is really in, in 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 it's it's that's a very good point. Hakarasa Taiv is in this parsha because, but even that, it's the level of Hakarasa Taiv for an inanimate object, even to be makir Tov to the water. Also, the, the, the this is the person that's that's an excellent point. That's right, that's right. I think that Hakaras Tov is more about me than about the other person. How do I know that? Because I say thank you to Hashem. Hashem doesn't need my thank you. I need the thank you. Thank you so much. That is wisdom. I was right when I said share me your wisdom. Thank you for calling. No okay, bye bye. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, how you doing? Good. There's a girl in my class who's a troublemaker, and my and she always says thank you. And whenever my she says thank you to my teacher, my teacher always reminds her when she does trouble. And my brother said that's a vera to remind someone of a vera that he did. That's true. It is an vera. And you know what? Your brother's telling you good things. How old? How old are you? Eight. Wow. You're eight years old, and you're thinking about these things. That's really, really important. I don't know many eight years old, eight year olds, that think like that. But you know something? I think that some kids make trouble. Eight years old, they grow up, they grow out of it. I think that wait and see. Things could get better. Okay. Okay. You'll see. Sometimes kids grow up, and it gets better. All right, but you sound like a great kid. So maybe you can. Are you friendly with this kid? Disconnect. Okay. Anyways, but um, you know the 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 what we were talking about before about knowing and feeling. Okay, knowing what Hashem is doing is good for you. The madrega of 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 being happy about it is. Such a high madriga. It says, always bothered me by Aharon Akohen. 
when the two Bnei Aaron were killed. So it says, Vaidom Aaron. Aaron was quiet. So it bothered me. Aaron Akhoni was one of the most emotional figures in Klai So he, he took the emotions of Klai So He was a Kohen. Kohanim were Ragashim. Forget it. Rabbi Bentov Zetzal told my wife, you're married to a Kohen. Give him like three minutes to calm down. Then everything's fine. But but it says, but you know what? Someone pointed out to me. It says, after Moshe Rabbeinu said, Kadesh. only after Moshe Rabbeinu said, Kadesh, that's when he said, because Haron had to understand first. He had to understand. And through understanding, he was able. He was, through understanding, he was able to be able to reach the point of, of, of being quiet. Before he understood, before he understood, he wasn't able to. And I think that's, that's the key. Understanding is definitely the first step. Understanding is definitely the first step. I think it goes into classrooms also. I think that if if kids would understand what teachers are trying to do, then it would be easier for them to accept punishment. It would be easier for them to accept the situation. It's not. I think teachers. When I used to teach, I used to explain to the kids why I'm doing what I'm doing. Sometimes, a person might think an authority has to like act without explanation. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Children need to understand why we're making the decisions we're making and why we're doing what we're doing. And if we have to say that, you know, uh, you have that in order for you to learn better, in order for you to do this, that's why we have to do that. I used to have in my office a room where kids used to sit and wait and they used to calm down. They used to tell the kids, do you understand why you're here? You understand what you did? One time a kid said, I don't understand. So I didn't punish him until I made sure he understood. Because if I punished him without him understanding, it wouldn't pay, it wouldn't make a difference. And that's that's really, even if a kid, then it doesn't matter whether the kid likes it or doesn't like it. It doesn't matter if a kid wants it or doesn't want it. It doesn't really make a difference. As long as the kid understands what it is, that's the main thing. A call number is 718 Six eight three five eight five eight. We haven't been on the air for a long time, so maybe people are forgetting to call. But we have we we, we, we do have calls, and uh, we'll take we'll take calls. We can speak about we can speak about what we're talking about. We can speak about anything. Okay, we're on the air. How are you this evening? Very good. Um, I have a brother, six year old brother. Lucky um, you, uh, lucky you. Is he cute? Very, yeah. Okay. Um, he comes with, uh, I don't know, one time he comes with knives, one time he comes with pot covers. Oi, is he playing or is he angry? He's both. Okay. So six-year-olds need to sometimes be told the difference between dangerous and not dangerous. And if you tell them angry, then it's very hard for them to understand. They need to be told in a strong way 
this is good and this is not good. And, you know, you have to like, kind of like, it's okay even to, to not angrily, again, without anger, but sometimes say, you know, I have to take it away from you. And, and let's, now, he's, he might throw a fit. So you say, let's play with something else. You know, try and distract him. But I, do you think that he's, he's, he means to be angry and aggressive? Do you think that something that he intends to do? Or it's something he's just doing it playfully? I don't know. He just gets very bored. He gets very bored. So maybe he needs to find better toys. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, I, I, I think that I would teach him in a very nice way, you know, how to, how to you know, what to do and what not to play with. Knives, definitely. You know, knives are a no-no. You know, and what about the pot covers? Well, the pot cover is also no no if he's using it the wrong way. You know, is he imitating something that he sees on and uh, he sees in a, in a video or something? No. No, he's just he's just Tom spieling around with a knife and a pot cover. Was he playing? Like, no, he just takes it out of the cabinet. And like. And what does he do with it? No, he wants to throw it at me. He wants to throw it at you. Okay, so. <laughs> I think you need to tell him not to throw it at you. Or, or are you wearing like a target on you or something? <laughs> Joking. I sometimes wear a helmet. A helmet. That would be a good idea if your brother's throwing pock of you. A helmet is probably something good to wear in the house. I think the better idea would be to like try and like teach this young little child that throwing pot covers is really not a good idea. What are your parents saying? Are your parents are standing around when he does it? <laughs> My no. parents just had a baby. Ah, okay. Mazel tov. Boy or girl? Yeah. Boy. A boy. So that means now we have three boys in this family. Whoa, this is going to be Leibedic. But anyways, I wouldn't worry about it. I would try and teach him. I would tell him, you know what? Okay. Does does he, does he, he doesn't want to hurt you, does he? Uh, he does, but he doesn't realize. He doesn't realize it. See? You came to the conclusion that I was looking for. He doesn't realize it. So in a very nice way, you could help him realize it. Okay? Okay, thank you. You got it. Thanks for calling. Okay, a lot of times when we're directing little kids. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hang up. A lot of times when, when you're directing little kids, little kids don't realize, and they have to be told, they have to be showed what it is. That's right and wrong. We get angry at kids, and kids that are six years old don't really get it. Now, if a kid is treated with anger a lot, then they will learn how to be angry. And very often, they will end up doing things themselves out of anger. And you'll see them trying to do things to get the adults angry. But if they're not treated in anger at all, and no one ever uses anger against them, then they probably will not. They probably will not end up having any aggression. They probably won't end up having it. Sometimes, sometimes they get frustrated. There's a difference between frustration and aggression. And the difference between frustration and aggression is frustration is a response to something. That's when they're responding to something. Aggression is when they're initiating something. 
Initiating something means that they are they are causing something to happen. That they are the ones that are starting the action. Okay, I'll give you an example. If someone is bothering a kid and the kid finally, after five minutes being bothered, stands up and chases the other kid and says, leave me alone and throws something at him, that's frustration and that's an aggressive, frustrated response. But if kids are sitting around in a circle and some kid just skips in the room and smacks another kid in the head for no reason or screams at a kid for no reason or pushes a kid down for no reason, that's aggression. Now, kids who act aggressively by initiation, those are kids that we need to worry about. And we need to find out who's being aggressive with them that might cause them to, to be, be aggressive, that, 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 that who's, who's causing them to be, to be ag- aggressive. Uh, but uh, hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi, you. Uh, my brother wants to say something. Okay, so you're letting. And so, Pyro, Pyro, when um when when there were three who said um um that or, um that that they didn't should be slaves. First, he had a cause to tell you that, like, how can we do that? They just name it drunk. But then, when they were slaves, um, and Pyro uh, did the opposite of a cause to tell you. I'm not sure I understand what you're saying. I, 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 what? what? Say, say it again, Sadiq. Can you say it again? Um, right, Pari. Pari. When he, um, when the Mithraeum said that the answer is be slaves, um, Pari said, no, how can we do that? Yeah, you say Mithraeum. So, so, so then, uh, so then, um, um, they made him king, not king for six months. Not king for six months, right? Okay. So, but then, when, when they were slaves, then they, then they had a you never let them go. Why? Before he had a card to tie, and now he doesn't. Uh-huh. Why? It's because I think that, first of all, it's a very good point. It's a very good point. And I think the point is because people have a tendency of taking things for granted. People have, a te- people have a tendency of taking things for granted. What that means is originally you appreciated what they were doing. But when you get used to somebody doing something for a long time, then you just think it's going to happen. For example, your mommy cooks for you, right? Yeah? She cooks you supper sometimes? What? Does your mother cook you supper sometimes? Yeah. Okay. Did you tell your mother thank you so much for the delicious supper tonight? Sometimes. Did you? Because if your mother cooks you supper every night, then, but you get used to it, so sometimes you forget to say thank you. Right. So it's the same thing. You think, but what? And I have one kid, such a mishuga, goes, "Well, mother's supposed to cook supper. It's her job." Well, I don't know about that. Doesn't necessarily have to be your job. You have to say thank you, anyways, right? Okay. So that's what happens in the beginning. He was thankful. Wow, they're coming in. They're building these cities. Very nice. They're good. So eventually, hey, here they come. When are you going to come build me another city? 
right? So I can tell you, my father, Al-Vashalom, used to, every night after supper, he used to say, thank you very much, Mrs. Cohen, for a delicious meal. That's, he used to say that every night. And all my brothers and sisters are witness that this was every night for that he, that my mother, and I grew up in a city. We want to hear this? There was no kosher restaurant in the city at all. Can you imagine being in a city that had not one kosher restaurant. So that means my mother cooked supper every night of the week for 45 years. That's a long time. What do you say to that? And it was much better than much better than restaurant food either, also. Okay, thank you for calling. Okay. Bye bye. Anyways. Wow. You know what? When you think about our mothers or our wives, what kind of devotion, what kind of... Yeah. We, we don't, we, you know... We, we have to. We have to. You know something? When I, when I remind myself every day and I remind people all the time that if we start brachot, first we start... With Hakarada Tov. The first thing we do in the morning is Hakarada Tov. That we don't take for granted any single little thing. And if we think about it, it's, it's, it, it's. So then every step of the way in life, we be thankful. It makes life so much better and it makes makes things so much so it's it's but i think it comes from humility i think it comes from humility because some people think that they deserve everything and some people think that that i heard once a very very scary clip of haram amnon yitzchak so someone stood up and said to him very angry so he said, why are you angry, Achi? He said, because my wife died. He goes, I'm so sorry your wife died. He goes, how did she die? Cancer. How old was she? 53. He goes, oi, sorry, terrible thing. So he asked the guy, and this is only people who have, have guts can do. He said, did she wear Kisui Rosh? Did she cover her hair? Says no. Did she eat kasher? No. Keep Shabbat? No. Did she do Shemer? Was she datia Shemer Torah Mitzvot? No. He goes. Did she die at fifty-three? He goes. Yeah. He goes. What took so long? Well, said well, what? So what do you what do you mean? What took so long? He goes. The the way that a human being can live is if they fill themselves with Torah Mitzvot. Person doesn't fill themselves with Torah. He's like, what are they going to run on? He goes, do you sit in the car with an empty gas tank and push the pedal and honk the horn? And how long do you think you're going to do that before it goes? It doesn't go. Here, Hashem let this machine go for 53 years without benzene, without gas, and eventually cocked out. So we don't appreciate 
all that Hashem does for us when we're not doing. So we say every morning, we walk, we talk, we eat, we get up, we sleep, we go to the bathroom. All of these things we 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 take for granted, and unless we understand our tefillot, then we don't. There was a story my father told me with Rabbi Meir. He was the he was the Rishon Zion, in, in, in when my father was a child in Yerushalayim. Uziel, Rabbi Meir. No, I think it was before Rabbi Meir. I think it was I think it was named. Who was before Rabbi Uziel? Maybe it was Rabbi Meir Uziel, but it was a, it was at the time of the Moraot in Yerushalayim, and they were walking to Shul Friday night, and they used to be Malavehim to Shul Friday night in the Rova, in the old city, and an Arab kid came out and disrespectfully started going to the bathroom on the floor next to him. And the rabbi said, Tashtin, continue. And they went to Shul. On their way back from the Shul, the whole Arab neighborhood came out rushing to the rabbi. Please, stop him. He hasn't stopped going to the bathroom since you said that. He's going to die. So the rabbi said, Tafsik, and he stopped. So they were saying, the rabbi made him a fet. He made a miracle. So my father said, no. The rabbi said, no. The miracle is that when a person starts, they stop. That's the miracle. The miracle is that Hashem closes the holes he opens. All I did was say, leave it alone. <laughs> Hashem, don't do the next miracle. Don't finish the miracle. We open our eyes, we close our eyes. We lift the finger. We, the, the miracle is that we complete our action. We lift up our foot, we put it down. Hurricane Sandy taught us. Taught us. Guess what, guys? The Atlantic Ocean is beautiful to go look at. See for Coney Island. You drive, drive over the Verrazano Bridge. It's really nice. It's not really nice when it's flooding the Battery Tunnel. Hashem taught us, guess what? One burp, we can take care of the whole Seagate. So, I think that that's, that, that's the key. You know, I think that that I can say something that uh, there's a class, a uh, high school class in Ferris Israel that did something so unbelievable this year that I want to mention. They have a, a, a not religious teacher who taught them a subject, a very hard subject, an AP subject. And at the end of the year, they said they want to take him out to dinner. He said, why? He said, because we want to show you appreciation for the fact that you taught us and that we all did well. And he was blown away. He said, you really, you really want to take me out to dinner? They said, yeah. They put together their own money. They collected it. 
And they treated him out to dinner to a nice restaurant. And the guy was in tears. He said he, he, he never felt more appreciated teaching for many years. We need to realize if we can show appreciation to people who normally don't get appreciated, it's an unbelievable thing. It's an unbelievable thing. You know, uh, Rabbi Dr. Simcha, uh, you know what? You just take another bottle of drink, it, you know, or take a food. Just think about this machinery that we are just, you know, between the lips and the, and the teeth and the tongue and the pipe, you know, all that going down, all that, and the separation, you know, that, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing how it's everything going, going up, you know, you're taking, you're eating whatever together, and then you have the, the huge manufacture, the, the stomachs and the intestine, and everything just taking its part away. It's unbelievable. It's really, you know, I'm telling you that people that want zgula, zgula of being healthy, you finish your bathroom, you know, you know, people, we get used to wash your hand, chick chak, no, 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 during the washing, during the, the wiping our hand or during walking, you stop for 20 seconds, it will take. Baruch, ta, you know, and think about every single word you see that I'm telling you, this is first of all, is formula, formula for else. And, but, and, you know, just become like automatic pilot. You finish and you don't understand what you're doing. You know, I look at your end now, right now, squeezing the tissue <laughs> and you do the veins, you know, all this stuff. It's really, it's it's amazing. It's really something you don't see. You know, you, we don't realize. You don't realize. You don't realize. We're moving our fingers. Wow. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But you know what? I work in nursing homes with older people. And I can tell you that my, my, my awareness has changed so much. So much since I started working in nursing homes. But... Two things happened. One thing is I became much more appreciative, as you say, of my body, of the strength that Hashem gives me, of the ability to move and to to do things freely. But the other thing I realized is that a person who learns Torah, a person who shomer Torah and mitzvot, that the brain, the brain, the neshama, doesn't get old, doesn't get old. And you see that that even if the body does get old, the person who's in learning, in learning Torah, their brain and their body becomes, their brain becomes so much more, so much, and provides so much more, and their insight is so much more. It gives us so much more to live for. And, and it's, it's, we realize that, and I, it's a terrible, it's, it's a hard thing to say, but the, the more a person, the body gets older, the neshama becomes more pronounced. And what happens is the person becomes more kadosh. And you see, you see some people who really, you know, they, they, they really appreciate, they, they you know, they, 
they come, they, they come to Shiurim, older people come to Shiurim, there's a person on my block, he should live for 120 years. I watch him. I watch him. He struggles to walk. He struggles to walk. And anybody knows the block that I'm on, anybody knows, knows this person is, 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 is who this person is and knows the Mesirut Nefesh that his daughter has to get somebody to take him to learn every day. And he has trouble walking, but he goes to the Shi'ur. He sets himself up early, and he sits, and he he soaks in the Torah. To me, first of all, that's a tremendous obligation to a guy who's young like me. Like, what am I lazing about when this person takes step by step by step by step? And you see that, you know what? When I look at his eyes and he's learning, he's not old. He's not old. He's he's young in his brain. The body is old, but right. the brain is new. It's, but it, 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 it's an unbelievable thing. It's an unbelievable thing. You know, there's another thing that, 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 that happened when I was in Israel I wanted to mention. My wife and I like to go around taking names from soldiers and for Tilim, and then we give them out to kids to say Tilim. And it was a group of Chayalim, and they did not look like they were religious. They did not, they looked not, I, you couldn't tell. You couldn't tell because they were in Madim and they had their hats. And they were giving us their names. And one soldier, one soldier says, uh, hey, one soldier says, uh, I don't believe in this. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't don't give me, don't give me your name. I don't want to give you a name. The other soldiers that were there, the other soldiers were there went crazy. What are you crazy? You don't want to give your name. You don't want to say Tilim. So they said, we don't even want to be fighting with in the same in the same platoon as you. We we don't even, we don't even want to be in the, next to you if there's a war, because if you're not recognizing that Tilim is important, that 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 we 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 don't even want to be anything to do with you. And what's my point? My point is, we see people, we can't judge people by how they look. We can't judge people by what they're doing, what they're wearing. They could be guys they, 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 that look like they have nothing. But one guy says he doesn't want Tilim. They all got angry at him. They said, we don't want to be anywhere near you. Don't fight with us. You don't want to give your neighbor Tilim. Then, then, we, then you're not our kind of guy. And you know what? Bottom line is, you don't think Hashem loves that? We don't know what mitzvot people do. We don't know what mitzvot people do. We don't know where and why and when and how a person, a person is able to... We have no idea. I, I, so we can't... We have to look at every Jew and love every Jew. Yeah. Yes, yes. But you know what? I want to tell you something. I spoke about it in the beginning of the week and all that during the, the Balshvash. Many times, many times, unfortunately... Kadosh Baruch Hu just taking from us the ability to be right now objective or to see the truth. And like like happened to Pharaoh, to Pharaoh, that he stubborn him and to stay in the status. And unfortunately, uh, we see it with the liberal, with this, with, you know, with, uh, you know, we had the incident that uh, somebody was sitting Shiva and trying to convince the family member to get some sure Torah, 
and it's become big issue, big issue. And they didn't want even to listen. It's not our way. And, it, and my question to this, you know, to the people that, you know, for example, the, the fake democratic people today, you know, that uh, if you are if you are really democratic, accept the the, the election uh, results, right? right? Right. And it's not working, you know. But uh, that's right. why Akadosh Baruch Hu taking from us this ability to see the truth. And we said so many times, blind men cannot see the light. But what? But what? What? What is? What is the answer? The answer is: What does Hashem want from us? Hashem, Hashem, wants for us to to teach. If they don't want Shirei Torah, if they don't want Shirei Torah. So, is the thing to force them to have Shirei Torah or find a different way? I had a situation when I was in Israel, in my third year. We were in a very Chiloni neighborhood. It was Talpiot at the time was not built up, and it was all very, very sophisticated uh, intellectuals. And we had a thing, whenever a sign would go up that someone died, three Bahre Shiva that spoke Hebrew would go to be Menachem Avel. And we would go and be Menachem Avel, we'd give Nichum Avelim. So one time, and most people appreciated it, one, one time we walk into a place and the guy, one of the Yoshevei, stood up, started screaming. We're going in with hats and jackets. Started screaming, Tatim, get out of here. He humiliated us, called us names, disgusting names. Really, really, really embarrassed us like you wouldn't imagine. We were humiliated. I had to be there to ask you a bracha. Yeah, you should have, because we were, we were like, we really, really, I felt like I wanted to die. On our way out, his wife, called us in the kitchen. The kitchen is on the way out of the apartment in Israel. A lot of times, kitchen is yes. right. She called us in, and she felt very bad. She apologized. She told us her husband was a shoter. He was a policeman in Kikar Shabbat in the time of the... Uh, in, in his friend's Demonstration. demonstrations, his friend was killed, and he hates that team. So, okay. Didn't make us feel any better, but we left. So she... In conversation, she mentioned to me that she has a migraine headache. So I went home, Pesach, and they were in the same building as me. So just without, because this is what we do. I bought Excedrin PM. I bought a big bottle of Excedrin PM. <laughs> and I knocked on her door, and I said, you know what? This is like migraine at the time, 30 years ago. This is migraine stuff in America. Try it. So she thanked me, Ara Shamayim. That Friday, I'm waiting by the bus on the Rechob Leib in Tel Piot, and all of a sudden I hear footsteps running to me. I thought, you know, when you hear footsteps, you, you don't. I got scared. <laughs> Somebody running with a knife. <laughs> then I see this guy, and I see it's this guy. I figure, oh my gosh, he's gonna scream at me again. I said, I'm sorry. He looks at me. He says, "Tell me something." He says to me in Hebrew, "Tell me something." He goes, you're not a regular religious person. I said, what do you mean? He goes, you brought my wife pills? You remember two months later, you brought her pills? I said, I don't understand. What's the big deal? Went to America. He goes, Dati thinks about somebody else? I said, that's all that he does. I said, people that, people that don't, 
you don't realize when people are sitting and learning, that's what they're doing. So he told me, you have to come have tea with me and, and tell me more about yourself. For a year and a half, I had tea with him every Friday. My cup, my water, my tea bag. I wouldn't trust this country for anything. And we spoke. And I changed his life. Because I don't think I changed his Torah Mitzvot. Because I think he was too entrenched. Maybe I did. But I think that that's what Hashem needs from us. It's not question, but... But it, look, I, I know we have one online. Let's take him okay. and then I talk. Hello. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, Dr. Simpa. Hello there. Hi. I would just like to share a story. Please. Yes. Um, there was a lady that walked into Torvadas, that's a yeshiva on Zitmus and Nine, and she asked if she could register two children in the yeshiva. But she wasn't dressed the way the, the yeshiva usually is in the mother's dress. So, they, so the Rav asked her, what makes you think, what's pushing you to come to this yeshiva specifically? She said she was at a train, and she had a, a carriage and two kids, and she was trying to get down the, down the train or up the train. And... Uh, and the two two kids walked over to her and, and, and just said, "Here, we'll give you a hand." And she and they brought up the carriage for her. So she asked, "We school if you're from?" So they said, "From Torvadas." Wow. So that moment, she she as you could tell from this this lady, this mother, she wasn't the most frumous family, but this t- tiny thing of this. Pushing a carriage, not so tiny. Thing. Up. Right, you think it's a tiny thing, Sadik. It's not a tiny thing. That's the beauty right. of your story. Exactly, beautiful so story. Bacha, when she, what she do? She just pushed her hand two feet. Two, she stretched her hand to drop, and it went 120 feet. According to some, 200 feet. It shows that all we gotta do is that little thing of ours. Hashem's taking care of the rest. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing that. And it's so true. It's so true. Nebuchadnezzar had his grandchildren learn Torah because he stood up and he ran to change a letter. They put his name in front of Hashem. He changed it. He put Hashem in front of him. And because of that, he was Zohar. Oh. But you know something? There was We had so many stories. There was a guy that that used to stand on the hill in Chobain Surim, and he used to I'm full of Israel stories. I'm, I'm, I'm reminiscing. He was missing one leg, an old man, and he's lost his son in the war. So Hazit, he used to see soldiers walk. He used to see Yeshiva boys walking up and down the hill, and he used to really hate us. And and he used he used to he used to curse us out. Terrible, terrible curses. He used to say horrible things to us, and we always ignored him. We never, God forbid, ever responded. We just kept on going. This was for like two years that I was there every day. He was out. He used to get up early because we used to be coming down the hill at 7.15. He used to get up early specifically to curse us out. So in my fourth year in the yeshiva, so there's a woman standing in the doorway of the Midrash, and she wasn't dressed Sanua. And I spoke Hebrew, so I went out and asked her what she needed. She said, my father's having surgery and he needs blood. 
and I can't get anybody to give him blood. Could I maybe that somebody would give blood? So I said, no problem. Just we eat lunch at this and this time. I'll get seven of the guys. We'll go. We'll meet you again, David Adam. So she goes, I just have to tell you one thing. I said, listen, let me get back in. We'll, we'll, we'll talk in the car. So we're on our way in the car to Magen David Adom. And she says, I have to tell you who my father is. So I said, what's the difference? So she proceeds to tell me her father is the guy that curses us out every day. He's this guy on the mountain. So no, we all said, you know, what's, what's the difference? What does it make a difference? So she said she worked in Binyan Klau. She said she could not get friends to donate blood. She goes, she comes into the yeshiva in one second. It took four minutes of a conversation, and we had a car full of people going. So that year, Simchat Beit I'll never forget. I'm still Mizazan. It's over 30 years ago. All of a sudden, the doors open, and this daughter wheels in her father into the bed midrash. He was missing two legs. He lost his second leg for diabetes. He wheels in the middle. He said, gets everybody quiet. He goes, I want you to know, I know why there's a yeshiva in this neighborhood. I understand why, what yeshiva does, and why soldiers do this, and why we need yeshivot. And it was, it was, it was an unbelievable thing. An unbelievable thing. And we have our Gedolim to tell us how to fight and when to fight and when to talk and when to make... We have our Gedolim that make Mecha'ot and tell us when to make Mecha'ot. And that's what, that's, that's what we... And we have and, 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 you know, things that we have to stand up against and things that we have to do. We take our guidance from our rabbis and, and, and that's what we have to listen to. That's no question, but you know that's I, I'm I'm looking at that's a little bit you know in a different perspective you know that unfortunately many many of us you know don't don't realize it you know it's something that's so tough and uh, even in the last moment of our um, this we 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 stacking in 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 a in a formula that you know if my way or I way right. And this is something that the Torah and our Chachamim not allowed. It doesn't matter which direction, right, left, up, and down. But this is for all of us a big, a big lesson to look and around us what is going on. The biggest lesson we could teach anybody is to realize that we're wrong and to realize and to check ourselves and to turn around on what we do. The biggest lesson we can get, we get ever is to be able to do that. And you know, you come from you come from Israel in the last, what two week and a half. What is a week ago? A week ago, did you saw Rabbi Yossi Mizrahi there? It was no, like unbelievable. No. <laughs> He's also he came back yesterday, and so many stories. So give us, you know, um, stories that you have. You have, where you've been in Israel? I was. We were in Yerushalayim. We went to Hebron. Went to Miron. That was it. Okay, so you know, Jerus Radio and uh, Yama Torah, Rabbi Moadeb, Rabbi Tzak Moadeb, big tzaddik. They starting organize a trip, basically for Shovavim, Tikkun Shovavim. Oh, can I come? Yeah. I, so listen, this is what a, what a beauty about it. It will be kind of flying from here. First of all, it will be very unbelievable price. 
you know, I, I don't know yet, but it's, it's really it's friction of, you know, there really is something there. Unbelievable for me, two yeah. ways. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I'm not talking about the law, the law number, it's including the fare, the airfare and food and everything. You're flying from JFK to Kiev. From Kiev, a bus will wait for you. Unfortunately, I cannot do it, but I, I really love to. From Kiev, bus waiting for you, take you. Mezibush, Mezibush, Bartich of all the big women, all these kibrets. One day, it's basically a trip, 24 hours trip, come back to Kiev, okay? Taking off to Lord Airport, to the Ben-Gurion Airport, okay? Ben-Gurion will wait your bus that basically going to Tzfat, okay? Meron, Tzfat. Rashbi, Ari, Maran, Bet Yosef, the Mikveh over there, okay? All these kibrets that came from Tzfat. Okay, listen, this is a, this is a, a week of highly intensive. Wow. Go from there and basically go to Bnebrak. Bnebrak to Ponovich, and then they the kibbutz of uh, Stapler Kadosh and uh, Chazonish and wow. all this. They meet the the the, the Ponovich rab and give you getting blessing over there. From there to Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim make a tikkun shovim in the kotel tikkun chatzot with Rabbi Ades and Rabbi Shmuel Ben Yahu. Wow. And then uh, Shabbat will be with Rabbi Shmuel Ben Yahu. I think over there. And Moshe Shabbat is come back home. Wow! But it's really highly, you know, unbelievable. People that why can't you come? I, I have I have problem with uh, small papers, so just um, <laughs> yeah, I put you in my suitcase. <laughs> I wish I could do it, you know, but uh, wow! So this when, is when they, they get, this it's is... so it's not decided that if it will be the last week of Shavuot, you know, Shavuot is smart. שמות ואירה בו בשלח לתרוב משפטים if it would be last week or will be another two it's four and a half week basically from now and it will be start planning yeah unbelievable really something that I recommend to everyone you know I want to tell you you've been in the mikveh of Ari right you know wow this is something that I'll tell you something my brother Allah Shalom went to the mikveh of the Ari three hours before he died. Wow. Three this hours is a big zgula, big, big zgula, big zgula. And I, I tell you, I've been in mikveh a few times and it's it's cold, especially in the winter, it's cold. But in the mikveh of uh, the Baal Shem Tov, the Mezibush over there. It's colder? It's, the mikveh Ari is like Turkish hammam <laughs> compared <laughs> It's really, uh, but it's, Amazingly, amazingly, just, uh, it's, you know, we're talking about Tikkun Abrit and all this, it's, it's amazing. I'm, I'm so if somebody wants to know more details, just text us at 347-927-8398. And, you know, Dr. Ferris, it's really welcome. We really missed you. I miss and, being here more than you can imagine. And we are uh, done uh, with our... It's our show. Yes. You know something, I want... I want to say that what I appreciate all the time on my radio and everywhere, I appreciate the Mesut Nefesh of this station. And bottom line is we need to appreciate in every single way. That That's that's the key. And we have to appreciate 
the the ability to have what we have in Jeru into the Hashem should give Rabbi Nisim Kawach and continued continued ability to be Mazakeh Rabin and that's it. Till next week. Till next week. Thank Til you. Till next week. Thank you.